Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Lloyd from 45 to win the game! He's got it! The Tigers have won by a point! A kick after the siren! Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Everybody, you are listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with my good mate, Mickey Dell, the big horse, in what is a very slick new outlook. Uh, for those who are watching us on YouTube, welcome, my friend. And what are you thinking of the uh, the new fresh look? I've got to keep it PG, but it makes me moist. How good does it look? Matty G has done such a good um, thing by creating our new brand. So big shout out to the G-Man who runs our NBA side of things. But it's it's a credit to our sponsors that have gotten behind us to allow us to afford to be able to do something like this. And it's yeah, creating bigger and better things for us as a, you know, not just a podcast, but as a network. So for those that haven't yet, jump on board, subscribe, like, get a hold of us on the, the handles below. And also just jump on the Standard Squeeze website. Have a look for yourself. If you like what you see, 15% off, courtesy of us, Insight 15 is your code. You're welcome. I think, I think we need to up our game to make sure we are in line with this fresh new look and uh look round 20 we're gonna dive into it and we're gonna lift our ante we're gonna talk about the ins the outs the super coach relevance the vcs the captains um i'm gonna be looking over my shoulder because i've got the cricket going on over here i feel like alex carey's just put down a oh a one hand soda yes he has for that fourth wicket but that's okay we'll move on and focus on what matters which is right here in the afl we start with Collingwood Carlton. And mm. if you asked me five weeks ago, I would have said, what a shit kicker Friday night game. 
but it is yeah. actually turning into a bit of a blockbuster with some huge ins for Carlton. Yeah. Before we start about the ins, go. I want a little shout out. I don't know the name of the person, but in the news about a month ago, someone put on a million dollars at Collingwood to beat Carlton at a dollar forty. I tell you what, I'd be packing me jocks right now with the way Carlton have been playing the last month. It's a big call to give Collingwood. I'd make a dollar forty was pretty juicy odds at that point with where that was at. But I tell you what, I'd be very nervous right now. If you've got a million dollars though to bet, surely you're doing okay. I think there was that really interesting one that came out a while ago, which was St Kilda versus West Coast. That guy put, I think it was a hundred k or something at a dollar four, and with West Coast's first quarter. But um, yeah, I just couldn't do it, mate. I don't care how much money you give me. I just I can't do that. No, no way. Do you want to go through the ins, mate? Or I'll no, go, I'll, yeah, you do it. You roll through it, mate. You've got it there. Right. Big ins: Adam Chera, uh, Caleb Marchbank, Jack Martin, Mark Pitnett, uh, Matty Owies, and Patthew, uh, Patthew, Patrick Cripps is back. The captain who's going to strap up those shoulders and put the team on his back. Um, no ins for Collingwood, just Bobby Hill out with illness, which is going to be, a, you know, he's been quite a life wire for their forward line. Um, huge, massive ins for Carlton. I think players who would be genuinely in their best 22, 23. Um, does that change the lever here for you? What do you think you're going to see out of this game? I think it's going to be another cracker of a game. Last year, Carlton at the turn, three-quarter time, four goals up. Collingwood did their thing and romped home with Jamie Elliott kicking a goal with not long left to win the game. I think it's going to be similar to that kick for kick uh, this year. I've noticed that the bigger body midfields in the comp give Collingwood a little bit of grief. I mean, they're not massive, massive people that, you know, you're Josh Dacos. The go is sizable but not huge. Nick Dacos when he goes through there. Tom Mitchell's an inside ball, but he's not six foot three type of thing. You put him up against Hewitt, who's playing good footy at the moment. Cripps, who's coming back in. This Chera, he's back in. He's over six foot. Carlton have got quite a big midfield. And when you're talking about who have they got in tomorrow night? De Koning, who's just signed another two-year deal. Yeah, this could go either way. I'm not confident picking either. I think Carlton's definitely going to be up and about. I think you make a really good point about the midfield. I think Kerno's got his pizzazz back, but look, it's a very big difference between kicking 19 goals against West Coast compared to now mm-hmm. going up against Darcy Moore. So that'll be the test without having the the two-headed serpent down there with we know Mackay being out um, pretty much for the rest of the season. Um, let's bring this conversation back a little bit towards Supercoach. After Nick Dacos's performance last week, do you stick the VC on Nick Dacos going into this game? I want to, but I probably won't. I had a look back last year, he had 25 touches, which isn't too bad, 85 super coach points. But again, it was his first year last year. It's a long season for a rookie. Does he emulate something to that degree? Probably. But I see better value in other games over the weekend for a VC and a C option. So... Uh, I'll be I'll be staying away on uh, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough not to put it on him. Um, I think what's steering me clear of it is the next game, which is Tom Stewart against mm-hmm. Fremantle. And I think Tom Stewart maybe gets a bit more value for me to take the risk of the VC on a Tom Stewart. I don't love putting the C on Tom Stewart. I don't know why. I love putting the VC on him. 
Um, so yeah. for me to go VC on Dacos, if it doesn't come through, I'd be kicking myself if I didn't put something on Tom Stewart. So I think I'm going to probably stick the VC on him, um, especially after his massive 152 last week. And I think against the young Fremantle forward line, he's going to have an absolute ripper. But I want to stick with Collingwood, Carl, and I want to ask you one more question. What's yeah. going on with Tom Mitchell and what are they doing with him? Managing him. He's carrying an injury at the moment. Is he what carrying is? an injury or is it just managing time? No, no, he's carrying an injury. I read an article that he is carrying an injury at the moment. They're just trying to get him through and manage him. What it is, I don't know. Well, I might know, but I just it hasn't stuck with me. That's right. Um, but he's valuable. He's so valuable it, to what it they, makes they it make. makes sense with what's gone on over the past couple of weeks as him being played as a sub. Probably played a little bit too much last week. Um, yeah, I, I think they're just trying to manage him. They, they've got bigger fish to fry, Collingwood. What they're a game, do, a game and good percentage clear on top at the moment. So, yeah. And do we see I, that managed and tactical sub then on like a Pendlebury or a side bottom at certain points throughout this between now and the end of the year? Yep, 100%. I don't think it'd be ridiculous to think that Sidebottom or Pendlebury go through the BFL with with their resume and games played and what they've done throughout their careers. They won't play BFL. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's either a tactical sub or you give them the week off um, yep. and then play for sure. One more point before we move on. Did you have anything else or? No, let's, let's keep rolling. All right, Let's so Geelong, Freeman, or the big one for me there is, yeah, Tom Stewart looking at the VC, but we'll go with the ins and outs for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it wasn't the next game. I've got ahead of myself. I have. Sure. We're talking, Are we about, talking about the doggies? Yeah. No, I got I got a little bit ahead of myself. The next game on the list is uh, the showdown in Adelaide. Is uh, the Adelaide Crows versus Port Adelaide. I wonder if this – have I been thrown out of whack? I have. Yeah, you have because that's Saturday yeah. night, but we can talk about Look, that anyway. I'm telling you right now, I'm reading off for everybody who's going to crack on me, and that's fine. Have a crack. Right now on the AFL website, when you look at the teams, for some reason, the Crows and then the Bombers and the Swans are next in order. But I'm going to go off what is here in the actual order, which is Geelong Fremantle at GMHBA, yep. and I'll just yep. find it. Here it is. Um, the ins for Fremantle, James Aish outs, uh, Ethan Stanley and Matty Johnson, Gary Rowan's back for the Cats. Nothing major there on the ins and outs front. All I've talked about is, for me, it's it's Tom Stewart getting the VC more than likely in this game. Um, we know that Darcy's had the season ruled out for him and also Nat Fife. Um, it's pretty much just getting through to the rest of the year for Fremantle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I think this might blow out. In the end, no Sean Darcy, Luke Jackson, nice little pod if you need someone up forward or through the ruck. If there's one ruckman in the competition that'll be able to stick with him, though, and go yard for yard, it'll be Bliss Abs from Geelong. Yep. So I'm, I'm thinking that if you are to bring him in, yeah, you'll get your 100, your 110, but he's not going to go ultra big because uh, Bliss Abs will be able to just keep up with him over the ground. And if there is one other ruckman that are just as good below their knees, it's him. If you're Ethan Hughes, who's playing his 100th game, and and congratulations to him. It's been a massive journey. You know, he's that journeyman who's in and out, been a sort of fringe player for a little while, had injuries as well. So, like, but look, he does his role. He's moved up onto a wing now and, and all the best friends of the 100th. Surely you have to have a look and go, Geelong at GMHBA for my milestone game. God, this game's been cruel to me. Like, surely they're going to get pumped and there's just no – I don't – I don't. is there a worse – 
matchup to have for your for your milestone game? Probably not. I don't no. think so. Nah. I think that would be the worst place to go and the worst team to play. That's that's yeah. my pick. Probably yep. on par with Brisbane at Brisbane. Yep. I wish him all the best, though. Good luck, Ethan, and uh, and well done on your when your career to get to 100 games. We move on to Bulldogs versus GWS. Uh, Jason Johannesson back in. The witch's hat himself, Rory Lobb, is back. Um, Camus Baker and Riley West, the sub. Uh, we might talk about him in a second. Lockie Keith back in for the Giants. Uh, Josh Fahey and Nick Haynes with the sub as well. Riley West. I just want to start on Riley West. I rate him highly, and he doesn't Mm. seem to get a fair crack. No different to um, the other father-son who ended up retiring um, up forward as well. I just don't think got enough of a crack. He's a quality player. Yeah, Mitch Wallace. I I don't know what happened there. So I know they have a plethora of midfielders at the Western Bulldogs, and it's tough to get a gig. But I rate this kid. I think he's a good player. He is. He is. And when he comes on, he makes an impact as a sub. I think he's just biting his time and, and doing the right thing and, you know, just doing what he's asked to do. Just looking at the forecast of Ballarat because us Victorians, if we know Ballarat well, it is just shit. And if it's a good day, um, it'll probably turn to shit. But it looks like it's 14 degrees, less than 5% chance of rain, 20 kilometre an hour winds, which is, that's like a summer's day in Ballarat. So, uh I think that plays a little bit into the GWS's hands. They've won six on the trot. They're really coming hard for the final spot. Western Bulldogs, they were good last week against Essendon. Bontempelli, Liberatore, these sorts of players, good, relevant, super coach players. If you don't have Liber, get him in. We've raved about him all year. Timmy English against Briggs, I think, will go big. I think they'll both go big, mind you. Uh, Josh Kelly as well. Canilio without Green. There's a plethora of players in this game that I see as super coach relevant. But when we're talking about AFL-wise, outside of the fantasy or super coach scoring, I think it will be GWS just. It was great to see Himmelberg. For those that sort of got a little bit nervous or didn't pick him, I I was lucky I picked him up a little bit later to see him crack the ton. He was sort Mm -hmm. of like hovering there for a little while as that play was getting a lot of disposals but wasn't quite becoming – equating to a big score in Supercoach. So it was nice to see that. You talked about Stevie Canelio. He had a 114 last week as well, like you just mentioned there, without Green in the side. I think he I think he goes strong there again. Definitely mm-hmm. going to be seeing English get his hands on the footy and have a good game in this one. Uh, Libba's the one for me that just sort of is going to keep on keeping on, especially after his 126. We talked heavily about his game and Bontempelli's last week. I actually think this has the making for an absolute cracker. I hope it doesn't get too rainy or too shitty up there because mm. these are two sides that could match up quite well and uh, and be a bit of a Rolls Royce through the midfield type performance. Well, we're a GWS on the ladder at the moment. I reckon it might even be fifth versus sixth this weekend. They're just inside. Yeah, I think they might have seventh, yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah I think you're spot on. Yep. So it has potential to be a round one matchup. Um, and we were talking about VC and C options earlier. GWS don't really have any big mids, and especially with Tom Green out, the VC is being slapped firmly on Bontem Pally. Let's yeah. see him go large. <laughs> we move on to uh, Gold Coast versus Brisbane. 
I'll find where it is on the AFL list. Here it is. Um, obviously, the major out for Brisbane Lion being Will Ashcroft with the ACL. Back in for the Gold Coast Suns is uh, Rosas and Sean Lemons. And then out mm-hmm. is Ben Long, uh, Oa and Farah. Uh, Sam mm-hmm. Collins playing his – another journeyman playing his 100th game. Uh, Will Ashcroft being out, does that just mean we see – well, Jared Lyons still sitting on the emergency list, which I found interesting. So he was the straight in for when uh, Dunkley was out. But obviously they haven't brought him as the straight in for for uh, Ashcroft being out. He's still sitting on the emergency and probably will play that that sub role. Um, does he start to look elsewhere? Because I still put him in as – I won't go as far as saying elite because I don't like throwing that word around too often, but he's a premium midfielder in my opinion. When we're talking about super coach, yes, he is. As a player, yeah. you don't you don't put him in the upper as echelon. As a player, he's a, he's a good player, okay. but I don't rate him as highly as your Liberatores or your Zach Merritts and these sorts of players. So for me, he's a little bit like Matt Crouch, except he can kick a little better. He's See, I was ne- I was nearly going to say, is he, you mate? I love how we think a little bit similar, but I was actually going to go to the other brother. Is he kind of like a Brad Crouch though, that just needs a little bit more opportunity, like Brad's been given at at St Kilda? Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying really, they're the same type yeah. of player. I think you're you're right that he plays a bit more like Matt. I'm more going to the. Does he just need to be told you're in our top three midfielders? Go and have a crack. Yes, I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and if he gets yeah. traded and goes to like a. Gold Coast, even or oh, I don't know. North Melbourne, oh, he won't go to North Melbourne, they're rebuilding. Wherever there's plenty, he might end up. There's plenty of yeah. trade talk around. He, he's not one name that's been mentioned. I'm just throwing it out there because he's a guy yeah. that I think was, you know, right up there with one of his best and fairest votes, maybe like two years ago when he moved across. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're just no different to, we've used the word plethora a few times now. They're no different to the Western Bulldogs. They're just, you know, reeking of quality midfielders yeah. at Brisbane. Um, do you expect Brisbane Brisbane to just go large in this game and get this job done? Or do you think yep. Gold Coast put up any sort of fight? I think they'll put up a bit of a fight. But, yeah, I think by the end it'll be 10 goals. Uh, with Ashcroft out, McCluggage plays more midfield now, which will boost his scoring. Uh, and we'll see his scoring like it was last year without Ashcroft in the side. So his centre bounces will go up. I'm going to be really having a close look. I, I actually will probably really get behind and watch this game. I want to have a much closer look at Matty Rao, Noah Anderson to start stepping up a bit more to finish out the year. They've, they've gone a little bit quieter. The other one is I want to watch now Sam Flanders with the new role that he has. I haven't watched yeah. too much of Gold Coast. I've only seen his numbers and what he's been doing. I'd like to see him in action with this role that he has because I think he's one that you're going to have to put the watch on again for next year, dare I say, mm-hmm. take the chance. But he's showing, and we've talked about it a lot on this pod, that he looks like with the role that he has, he's um, he's quite a player. Yep. And we did speak last week about Took Miller and the trap that he may be. Uh, people were jumping all over him, given, given that he's cheap price that he was at and still came out and scored an 80. So don't expect huge numbers from Took Miller this weekend because they are looking at you know, your Flanders, your Rails, your Andersons to provide some form of chemistry moving forward for that side. So we've got two Saturday night games again, the first one being at Marvel Stadium between your mob, the Bombers, versus Sydney. Sydney coming in favourites to this one just with their form turnaround and probably your slump a little bit now, but also the outs for Essendon. Um, Look, 
as much as we hang on Stringer a little bit and um, he's definitely not playing the way that he should be and he's Mr. Inconsistent, still a big out, impact player, normally, you know, requires attention. And Jordan Ridley obviously being the biggest one uh, with his yeah. quad. Uh, Ryan Clark being out for uh, the Swannies. And Jai Menzies is back in for the Bombers and also being Callum Mills 150. Who stands out for you and... Um, you know, is this a lay down for Sydney to get this win or can you see there being a bit of fight from the Bombers? Nah, I think there'll be a fight from the Bombers this week. I went to watch Sydney North Melbourne six, seven weeks ago and Sydney were ordinary against North Melbourne at Etihad. I, I think Essendon nearly knocked them over. I think Stringer's well overdue for a rest. It should be music to people's ears hearing that Ryan Clark is out which means Zach Merritt won't be tagged by one of the better taggers in the competition. It does give everyone a bit of a license to go a little bit tricky with their their C, and that's not a bad call. And I think sometimes right now people are looking for that point of difference, um, especially in their head-to-head leagues, to put someone on someone. And you're right, yeah. if Clark doesn't get the run, look, he's, he's probably going to put the sub vest on when you're having a look at their, their emergencies being Aaron Francis, Jack Buller and Dylan Stevens. So you tend to think Ryan Clark's going to get that, that sub. I think this is also one of those games though, that you're going to have to watch very closely before the time comes when the teams are announced that he's not a late in because mm. um, there's not too many captain choices after this one. Um other than if you look at the next game, which we look at, which is the showdown in Adelaide. So at least you sort of get a bit of a 20-minute head start if you want to make mm. that call. But you're right. I'm having a look at these teams. I think the Bombers match up quite well against Sydney. Um, very similar type midfielders when you look at Chad Warner and Darcy Parrish, Callum Mills and Zach Merritt. Um, you've got Luke Parker sort of probably being that little point of difference in the midfield, Errol Goulden on the wing. Um, I think they might have a little bit more class, but... I think Peter Wright's the one that needs to step up and could be the difference in this game if the Bombers are to get up and have a win. Yeah, we, we definitely need it. We've been pretty woeful the last few weeks. Uh, it just goes to show how much we're missing uh, big drapes in the middle. And, uh, yeah, speedy recovery, recovery Sorry to uh, Jordan Ridley. Very good player. And how is Mason Redmond? New five-year deal. Congratulations. Smart man staying at the Dons. It's got to make you feel good. That's got to make you feel good. I think he's the type of player that you want to sign. Like you just talked about, the Ridleys, the Redmonds, the Zerk Thatchers, those types of players you've just got to continue to hold on now um, and build around it. As you've said many a time, and I couldn't agree more, if the AFL was more like the NBA and we had that ability for GMs to really do whatever the hell they wanted to do with their list, I think they would be massively shopping Darcy Parrish and uh, and filling in some gaps where they need to uh, to get some bigger body players um, in key positions. So with um, with these games as well, I'm just rolling back through the previous outings between the teams. Uh, they played twice in 2022. Essen won by nine points. Sydney beat us by 10 goals up there, which is fine. Uh <laughs> Sydney won by seven points. Sydney won by three points. Essendon won by six points. So generally, it's a close game. I actually think it will be. I actually think in a marvel as well. You know, you're going to get a dry game. I think it's um, it's going to be good to watch for sure. Hmm. It's going to be a tough choice though because there is a showdown going on in Adelaide and uh, two teams that are definitely up and about that people want to get around and watch. Some interesting outs and some big outs for both yeah. teams. Scott Lysett's being managed. Travis Boke's being managed, and Willie Rioli being suspended. I'll ask you that question in a second because comments got removed, so I couldn't see what you wanted to write on the uh, on the Twitter sphere. Um, uh, Cook 
Rankin, we know Rankin's out, Haitley's out, and Nick Murray. Uh, Michael Laney and Rory Laird, huge ins for uh, for the Crows. And Darcy Byrne-Jones comes in. And obviously, uh, Dante's coming in to take the ruck stocks, which could be the difference in this game. What are you thinking when you see this? I, I believe Adelaide have a chance um, mm-hmm. and anything happens in derbies. If you've got Riley O'Brien, let's take a chance this week. Slap the C on him. Against a Ruckman that's unproven at this level. He played one game, uh, was it six weeks ago, and got slaughtered in the Ruck. Might have even been against Essendon. Draper gave him a hiding, and we nearly won that game at the G. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Riley O'Brien goes mega large here. So, you know, you've got Riley O'Brien, you've got Rory Laird, you've got Jordan Dawson versus uh, Butters, Rosie, Wines. It's, it's got the makings of an absolute cracker game. I'll, I'll probably watch the showdown over the Essendon game, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, Port for me. I think Nick Murray's a huge out. He's been their big backman this year. And, yeah, best of luck with him with his ACL recovery. Uh, Mick Delaney coming back in. boy, Mick Delaney. He, he's, a, he's a good rookie, but still a little bit body-wise immature, I guess, to match it with Marshall and, and Dixon and these sorts of players. So... I think it'll be Port, but just, but Riley O'Brien to go huge. So I've just noticed that uh, Travis Boak is named on the emergency list. So you tend to think he's going to take the vest and that's how they're going to manage his minutes. Or well, why would you put him here? Um, but yeah, this is the makings for a big game. I think it'd be interesting to see how Batters, uh, Batters, Butters is traveling um, with his bit of soreness that he's going on. Willem Drew, who does he go to? Dawson or Laird? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, he goes to Laird. Yeah, it makes more yeah. sense in my opinion. After the yeah. job that he did on uh, Dawson, uh, to Dacos, I think it makes sense for him to go to a Laird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We move on. Hawthorne is playing a St Kilda 
They are playing at Marvel Stadium, which is not Hawthorne's favourite uh, ground, albeit that we've actually got to play a home game at Marvel. Um, Granger Barras omitted, Cull Amon injured, Ned Reeves suspended, so some big outs for Hawthorne. Uh, Cam McKenzie, Fergus Green, Blunk, Bramble, Meek named on extended benches. Um, Hill out injured, Dougal Howard's out injured, which is a big outs as well. Stocker, Burns, Campbell, Highmore, and Zane Cordy. Doesn't have the makings of a riveting game, but from a super coach perspective or just an AFL fan's perspective, what are you looking at here? James Sicily. It'll be James Sicily going large for Hawthorne, and I think Rowan Marshall against Lloyd Meek will go large. Jack Steele back to form last week, but he's been terribly inconsistent this year. So I'm not, not willing to back him in for a large score. But Jack Sinclair has been Mr. Consistent over the past eight weeks as well. So you can't go wrong there. Good to see Liam Stocker come back. He was good early on for owners that took a punt on him and made his owners a couple hundred thousand dollars. I think Hawthorne win this one, though. I think St. Kilda, they're just their inability to kick a winning, like a proper winning score, as we saw even against West Coast. Uh, against North Melbourne, just got across the line. Hawthorne are much better than North Melbourne and West Coast, and I think they get the job done. I'll put the warning out to everybody now. Don't stick it on Marshall. Don't don't stick it on Marshall. Don't underestimate Lloyd Meek as a ruck. He is a horrendous forward, but this guy can actually ruck. He, he was the apprentice behind Sean Darcy at Fremantle. When mm-hmm. they were only playing one ruck, he went back and played in the waffle here and he absolutely dominated, nearly was up there for the best player of the year. Look, I'm not saying he's an incredible ruck, but don't rest on it like we're talking about Riley O'Brien going up against the young fella from Port Adelaide. Very different type of ruckman we're talking about now. Lloyd Meek, I think, will be able to hold his own. I don't know if Marshall actually goes as large as people think, but I wouldn't risk it just because he's taking on a second ruck. I think Lord Lloyd Meek has every ability to be Hawthorne's number one ruck. I think they're just investing in Ned Reeves because there's a bit more future there of, of what his upside looks like moving forward. So that'll be my warning to anyone listening. I wouldn't go and stick the C on Marshall. Watch, he'll probably go score 140 now, but um, don't okay. rest on just the fact that Lloyd Meek can't perform. Finn McGuinness, mm-hmm. who does he go to? Steel. Do you tag Steele? Do you tag Steele? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think you quell his influence in and under the contest. Yeah, he's done such a good job on players that he's tagged this year. Like, for me, he's he's a top three tagger already at such a young age. Incredible the way he's gone about it. I think he goes to Steele. I don't think he goes to Sinclair. Sinclair gets a lot of his ball behind the play, so to speak. I don't think he goes to Crouch because Crouch relies on uh, steel to get him the ball. I think they try and quell his influence at the ball in and under and uh, just go head-to-head with him there. I think they deliberately keep Sinclair behind the ball just so that Finn McGuinness doesn't go to him. I think if you move Sinclair up into the midfield, that's when Finn McGuinness will follow him around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll keep Sinclair behind the ball just for that fact. The only other one is, you know, does he does he go to a, a Dan Butler or somebody like that? But I think you're right. It might be yeah. Jack Steele. Uh, it might be yeah. Jack Steele, unless Sinclair gets pushed up into the midfield, which he has a few times, and then I think you've got to go and and stop him getting the uh, the easy ball behind the play. Um, but no, it's a good shout. 
Um, we move on to Richmond versus Melbourne, which is, you know, a bit more of a making. I think Richmond need to bounce back after their performance last week against Hawthorne, albeit they got the win in the end. Um, some mm-hmm. interesting decisions at, at, at both teams. So Jaden Short, Noah Cumberland, Sam, uh, Samson Ryan. Obviously, these are extended benches, but you tend to think those three will play. Uh, from a Melbourne perspective, Ben Brown omitted and Tom Sparrow injured. Brody Grundy, Charlie Spargo, Harrison Petty, James Harms, Michael Hibbard. Big ins for the Ds. Does Brody Grundy play? Hope not. I, I, I don't think he does. Uh, Gorn has just gone to another level. And we are doing some research earlier. When Melbourne score over 90 points, when Gorn is the only ruck, they're 4-1. and one. Like, they're just they're phenomenal. And then without Gorn playing and Grundy when they go over four, uh, 90 points, they're 1-3 and three or something like that. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. And we've just we've seen the proof in the pudding now. Grundy's not a forward. Max Gorn is next level when we're talking about Ruckman and his ability to get around the ground and, and do what he does and lead from the front. I think Melbourne, they won't admit it, but they've made a mistake by picking Grundy up. And next year for me, I think he'll get moved on and Port Adelaide's a big contender for him. Big call. Big call. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of talk over here in WA that there's a chance that, uh, you know, there's talk of whether West Coast would go after him as sort of a a short to midterm and what that looks like from a uh, draft perspective. Obviously, with West Coast getting that number one draft pick, or it looks like, you know, obviously pretty sealed that they're going to get that number one pick, depending on what happens in the last couple of weeks. Um, a lot of talk on whether Harley Reid wants to come to WA. So they're starting to be a little bit more selective with what they want to do. The other bigger talk is going after WA players. So the big one that comes up is a Jacob Van Royen. Um, and whether West Coast give away that number one pick for a Jacob Van Royen and maybe their first round pick, which if everybody remembers, is Fremantle's first round pick, which was given up in the Luke Jackson trade. So that's sitting around pick pick four, pick five, depending on whether there's some priority picks or or things like that, compensation picks, and we'll get to that in the next game, uh, things given away. So that, that number one pick from Melbourne is going to be pr- quite strong. So they're every mm-hmm. chance to pick up a, a Harley Reid um, and do they give up a, a Van Royen and uh, and the number five pick for for Harley Reid? Jeez, that'd be huge, massive, mm. but a good. I, but if I'm if I'm West Coast, I do that move. If I'm West Coast, I do that move. I take I take pick four, pick five, and Jacob Van Royen. I do that for number one. I'm not taking a chance on someone who might not stay. And. As much as everybody boos, <laughs> boos him for making the move, he set the tone that you can go and, and get where you want to be and it, it'll it be okay. I think if you handle it the right way better than he did, you don't get booed. Yeah, that's right. Yep. We move on to the final game, mate, which is West Coast versus North. The one thing that I was talking about was uh, Mackay, and I think you've got a little bit of information there, and and we might talk about if he does go, what does North Melbourne get? But I'll do the ins and outs quickly. Uh, Hugh Greenwood, Jai Simpkin, Kane Turner, Robbie Hanson Jr., Liam Shields being out uh, with an injury. Uh, for West Coast, Shuey, another soft tissue injury. A lot of talk about it here. Uh, Sam Petreski-Seaton with another suspension. Uh, Callum Jamieson, Elliot Yo, Greg Clark, who was best on ground for Subiaco last weekend. Supposedly he had an absolute. Uh, sorry for West Coast against. Um, they nearly had a win against Swan Districts. Sorry, Subi being his old team, um, and back to his best that he's seen. Josh Rotham and Luke Edwards. 
Talking about Harley Reid, a little bit of the Harley Reid Cup here, albeit that West Coast have it sewn up. It's at Optus Stadium. Surely West Coast at least put up a fight? I don't care. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's the first time in history that two teams on a 16-game losing streak are playing each other. So when, when you're looking at that, what is there to look forward to? Let the most losiest team lose. I know we've got Hawthorne supporters that are pretty close with us, but I don't anticipate this being a good game at all. Like it may be close, you know, but what what's if you win, what do you win? So for West Coast, their, their uh, percentage is that shit that they're not going to overtake North Melbourne anyway. So yeah, fuck it, West Coast in Perth, they'll win. We will, we will see. You're right. There's not too much to talk about. So let's talk about something that's maybe a little bit more yeah. newsworthy. Ben uh, Ben McKay. What are you hearing about Ben McKay? Yeah, we're hearing, and I'm not sure whether other people have heard this, but pretty solid sources confirming that he is almost as good as a done deal to Essendon next year. As an Essendon supporter, love that. He's ranked elite for intercept marking. He's not... Brandon Zerk Thatcher, which may upset some Essendon supporters, but he doesn't have the size. Zerk Thatcher's been linked to a move to Port Adelaide, his home state. So, you know, if we can replace him with a Ben Mackay, a ready-made player, a big player. In the past, we've always struggled against big forwards. Like Tom Hawkins always fucks us over. Ben Mackay instantly fixes that for us. With him and Laverde down back, two big backs, I think that really strengthens our spine as well. So when, when we're talking about Ben Mackay coming to Essendon, yeah, it's from what I'm hearing, it's as good as done. He's not elite, but you need his size. I think that's mm-hmm. that's what you harp on. He's he's good. He's very good. He does a job, but you need his size. And then that allows the other players to do what they need to do because that's you right. get that you get that matchup right. So it begs the question, a lot of people have been talking about it. Compensation pick. Does uh, does North Melbourne get the number three pick in a compensation pick for Ben Mackay because that's what's getting floated around? Yeah, I think they do. But I don't think it should be as high as what's been um, touted. Like this, number three has been thrown around, which is it's just ludicrous. Ben Mackay is not a pick three player. When Think back all those years. You're a Hawthorne man, Lance Franklin. What did Hawthorne get as a priority pick when he went to Sydney? I think it was pick 15. It was pick 15 or pick 18 or something like that. I think it might have even been right at the end of the first round. It was horrendous because – and this is the bullshit. that Ben McKay yeah. Yeah. is better than Lance Franklin? But, mate, we can make this argument to the cows come home. The compensation yeah. pick was absolute bullshit. It was the way for the AFL to – you could use it in the way of giving away – instead of giving away priority picks that people are so against – that you could do these compensation picks, but there was no consistency based on the player. Now, I get it. I'm not going to whinge. Hawthorne lost Buddy Franklin, and we went on to win um, the next two grand finals after that. So I'm not going to complain. But you can't say that the compensation pick is based on the player when one of, if not the best player in our generation, probably on par with Gary Ablett Jr., gets pick 15 and then Ben McKay, and I can't even think about all the others right now. There's plenty of them where top five compensation picks have been given away for no one even good enough to clean Buddy's jocks. No, totally agree. So, yeah, don't know where this is going to end up. 
hopefully Ben McKay ends up at Essendon, but yeah, let's see. The only thing I'm all right with is, look, Ben McKay gets to Essendon. That's fine. Cool. I actually don't mind North Melbourne getting a little leg up. Um, I think they're I think they're they're due for a little bit of a leg up. I don't think it should be a full priority pick, but I don't mind a bit of a leg up. Look, maybe the WA bias in me, and it's negative bias as a as a non Eagle fan, but I don't think they deserve a leg up. They stuffed up. They stuffed yeah, up. Cool. They need a bit of pain before you start getting a priority pick. Not that they're asking for one, so don't all come at me with with arrows. But I don't think they need a leg up at the moment. They stuffed up and they have to pay the price for it. Um, yep. They misevaluated their list. They threw way too much at bloody Geelong um, for Tim Kelly and got it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. North Melbourne, I think, have gone about it the right way. They were a strong side there. Everybody forgets they had they had two prelims there when when they probably were uh, you know just outside the top four sides. So they haven't been horrendous, but they've dropped out. And I think they're building the side the right way. And I've got no issue with them getting a bit of a leg up because I want a good competition. That's what we mm-hmm. all want to see. I just don't think Ben McKay is worth a th- number three compensation pick. That's how I no. see it. No. Send West Coast so, to Tassie. Let's go quickly through the games, mate. Give me your tips and we go through it. Everybody loves to get their tips in there. Competitions are getting tight. Uh, let's go through them quick. One word answers here. Collingwood, Carlton. Carlton. Collingwood for me. Geelong, Fremantle. Geelong in a pizzling. Geelong for me as well. Western Bulldogs, GWS. GWS just. I'm going to go Western Bulldogs. Uh, Gold Coast v. Brizzy. Brizzy, 10 goals. Brizzy for me as well. Uh, Your Mob Bombers versus Sydney at Marvel. Essendon. I'm going to go... Actually, I'll go Sydney, but I don't say it with much confidence. Um, Adelaide v. Port in the showdown. Adelaide's home game. Port. I'm going to go the Crows. I'm going to go the Crows no, to get yeah, out. Yeah, no, no ranking's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I don't know why. Mm. I'm just going to go the Crows just to make the AFL interesting. Um, <laughs> Hawthorne v. St. Kilda at Marvel. Hawthorne. I'm going to go St. Kilda just to get the tip or the win. Um, <laughs> Richmond v. Melbourne at the MCG. Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne for me. And uh, the under-12s versus the under-14s. West Coast versus North Melbourne at oh. Optus Stadium. I don't care. I don't just, care either. I don't care. Nah, uh, West Coast by one point, and it'll be 20 to 19 at the end. There you go. I'll go LDU for three votes just because it makes people happy. Yeah, LDU. She's all for Norm Smith. Uh, not Norm Smith. There's no <laughs> fucking way they're playing in the grand final. Mate, star. Nathan, edit. Edit. <laughs> mate, we're right at the end. We're not editing this stuff. Any final words from you, mate, before we shut down? No, nah, I, I think we've covered off everything pretty well. Excited for tomorrow night. We, it's going to be one of those mm. absolute bloody cracker games, similar to, I reckon, Port and Collingwood of last week. And for those of you that haven't yet, like, subscribe, jump on the Standard Squeeze website. You're banging our code. Insight15 gives you 15% off. Fantastic product. I've got mine here. Uh, I rate about it because it's just good quality stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Here at Insight Podcast Network, if you haven't checked out all our other pods, we do NRL and the NBA is absolutely cracking off at the moment. So again, that subscription gets you the best access to all our platforms. We have BBL coming up soon too when the summer kicks around. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. To everybody listening along, we thank you for supporting us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time, this has been 
the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.